Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite episode 428. This is your guide to the geek side, and I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, from beautiful Savage, Minnesota, a little bit sunburned after being out in the sun, uh, hanging out with a friend of mine, having some lunch, but it was well worth it after so many cloudy days in Minnesota. Joined by Charlie Carden, a man who returned from the great white north of Michigan. I was okay. Rainy days and Sundays always get me down or a weekend with my in-laws, you know. (laughs) It's just one of those no things. No more to say. No, that's yes. all right. And it was just an overnight. But you know what? My, our daughter was up there with her boyfriend, and we really like him. So we hung out, went on some hikes, and it just had a good time. It was good stuff. So it's all good. Yeah, so we're back. It is Memorial Day as we're recording this. And uh, summer has begun. Summer movie challenges going on. You know, there's there's excitement in the air. Yeah, and it's hot, man. It's hot. It's you know 87 degrees here in Michigan. It's going to be 90 all week into next week. So that's all right. Bust out the sleeves. Um, so we're happy to be here. Love doing this. Also love bringing extra special awesome content to our patreon supporters we are very grateful for them gives me the chance to kind of expound about some stuff that i enjoy uh in old tv shows todd and i get to talk about comics over on the spinner rack uh we're talking of course about jamie prinky over on our best buds level and our eternal bffs the nias family sean stella and henry my friend and yours missy merchant and her friend andy milliken and todd there is something new this was uh that came to us um that patreon is offering but you know i don't want to hog all the glory go ahead yeah so it's it's really nice because we want people to try out patreon we don't want to have to charge up front if it's not something for you we don't want you to regret it so the cool part is now uh starting june 1st um you can check out our patreon you can basically get a week free for signing up um and if you don't like it within the first week cancel by all means but if you can continue to enjoy it after you've experienced that first week of free content you can stay on as a member uh so and i believe we we'll, we're not 100 percent clear on all the details of which levels but definitely most levels will be open for this free content and obviously most of the perks, though, we're going to hold back until you be continue continue to be a, a ongoing member. But at a minimum, if you subscribe at the five dollar level, as a, as a as a, as I think it's friends with benefits, yes, um, you get all of our content, and you can check it all out. The old library of content, anything new we have in the next couple of weeks or two, and I believe uh, next episode, Charlie will be your the facts of geek life next yes, Friday. That will be my this Friday. Yes, that will be myself and my good friend, Ken McFarland, talking about season five of The Simpsons, which we had a great time talking about that. Yes. And then uh, after that, uh, our next episode that is not out yet of Spinner Rack will be Mark Wade's Irredeemable um, Ooh, run. Intense. So please, you know, read that uh, yeah. on Comixology or whatever. And then you can read along and, and discuss, you know, discuss with us. And as a patron, one of the cool parts is you can give us your con- your, your any of your, your comments. You can pick future topics. Um, you can be involved in the conversations about our Patreon content as well, which is a lot of fun. For sure. Good deal. All right. That is, of course, over on Patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. All right. Enough of that. Todd, you were, tell- you were telling me before we got the show rolling that this week's cover sent you on a spiral of what the hell is going on in the, ni- in the early 90s Cosmic Marvel. So take it away. Yes. Yeah, so this week's We Got This Covered is uh, November 1991's 
uh, Quasar. This is issue number 28, The Cosmic Avenger. Uh, and if you're watching along on YouTube, you'll see the cover. It essentially says decisions, decisions, decisions is the byline at the bottom. And it's got all of these heroes on the cover. And it says, who will be her mate? Well, that's a dead giveaway, unfortunately, because her is actually the Marvel character named her, who wow. is a cosmic being. What a mystery. Uh, yes, Mr. She's actually tied to Adam Warlock. So, Charlie, I dug into this because mm. this issue is actually currently not available on Marvel Unlimited, which what? is funny because it's weird. You go to Marvel.com. There's no cover, not currently available. Wow. So um, I don't know how will you will actually find this comic except in your quarter bins, because right. there's probably no collections of Quasar because he wasn't a very popular character. But um, Quasar not was a cosmic hero with the with the negabands was it the negabands yeah i think the only issues unless i'm very much mistaken because i've read uh recently the operation galactic storm which is a big crossover also happened in 1991 issues of quasar because he was an avenger at the time are sprinkled throughout that but obviously they didn't say hey we're gonna invest our time in dumping the whole catalog in there but um i mean even back in the day for kind of a b character to have 28 issues especially in this day and age that's a big deal because it's really hard for a startup hero or a revival hero or somebody who's, who's getting out and they're putting them out on their own to do their, to, to last that many issues. So there must have been something to it. Um, do you have the details on the creative team of this opus or not so much? Uh, yes, I do. So the creative team was, um, got to dig down, Mark Grunewald, the writer, Penciler, oh. Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo, he got a second... Greg Capullo got a second like career jump by doing partnering with Tom McFarlane, basically being the spawn main artist for like over oh, 125 issues. So he was uh, he found a lot of success after Tom McFarlane no wanted to draw spawn. So he was and then he went. Greg Capullo was a huge X-Men artist uh, following everyone leaving to go to image. He was a mainstay on like X force and those books for a long time. So really talented guy. It's great art. Um, and this, and you know, this is all about her trying to find a mate. She was tied to Adam Warlock, some other characters, but I mean, you've got uh, Hyperion, uh, you've got Hercules, uh, Cap, Thor, Namor, uh, Wonder Man, Doc Samson. Uh, you said Gilgamesh, maybe. Yeah. Ca uh, Captain Britain, Colossus, uh, and then, of course, Quasar himself in the background. So, yeah, in the background, it's, you know, it's his book, but he's kind of in the background. And I'll just give you the synopsis. Her quest for the ideal mate brings her into contact with Jack of Hearts, who's not even pictured. Colossus, Cyclops, Wolverine, Wonder Man, Hercules, Captain America, Hyperion, of course, Quasar in mating dance. Nice title. That's like part uh, one of two. Oh, it was called mating. <laughs> oh, part one of two. I don't want I don't yes. want to see. I don't want to see part two. That'd be the wedding night. Uh, sounds like what's that movie? Scott Pilgrim, where they're all he's fighting all these uh Superpowered boyfriends, bad, yeah, for uh, for yep. her hand. So it's just like, hey, bro, it's not worth too many fish in the sea. It ain't worth it. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh well, I'll tell you, Todd. Uh, going beyond this, can you imagine this cover? If instead of her, it was our senior news correspondent, Madam Web. Oh, they would be fighting to get away from her. Oh, I'm sorry, Madam Web. Uh, at 123 years young, we would be nowhere without her hot scoops down from the corner of Hollywood and Biden. Todd, we got a fresh crop of those. So let's go. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. It's Memorial Day weekend. And sadly, at 123 years old, you have more people that are 
long gone, especially service members that you probably loved and supported. So uh, I know at this weekend, it's very it's very sad weekend for you, and you're and you're you are remembering many military members that have given their all for this country. So, Madam Webb, uh, we give our condolences to you. We salute you, Madam Webb. Thank you for the service, especially the service you provide to us, bringing entertainment to the masses. It's all very valuable. So, hey, here is a video game that I can't play because I'm not going to go drop what. $500 for a PlayStation 5 and I'm not cheap but I mean like for well, one game I just, I just don't know. But I can watch yeah, it's, I can watch the cutscenes which is what I did with Marvel Spider-Man 2. Yes. But yeah, uh, so Charlie there is yeah. a there's a digital only PS5 which you can get for 400 but at this point we're talking for you it's limited returns because you'd basically be getting it for like one game so that's not really well, a great value or jedi survivor so yeah. so that's interesting to me so and, and i i had long wondered uh and, and again we don't go need to go down too much into video game systems but i got the feeling it would make sense that it would be moving to more of a digital only kind of thing i would be totally down. i would be totally down with that i don't i mean it, it's the difference between streaming stuff and buying discs and i'm not gonna go out and buy discs it's a huge pain in the ass don't tell the people game stop there that because i'm sure they're trying to get by on you buying and trading discs and all the different stuff but yeah i would probably probably drop 400 bucks on this thing i don't know maybe come november maybe that maybe that'll be my black friday gift to myself we'll see absolutely and there's there's a lot of like yeah there's playstation plus is a great service that allows you to get games digitally for free and they have a huge library now so it it becomes like and they add those titles to the library eventually so it might be a scenario like when that pops up you can like hey i get a year for like 645 bucks and there you go i I did it i did it i know i recently canceled it because i because it rolls around on father's day and i have not used it in months so yeah but anyway not a problem spider-man 2 marvel spider-man 2 drops in november uh and we got some yeah we got well, data is yeah. unconfirmed. It just says fall 2023. No, no yes. it's it says November 20, 2023 right here in this article. But obviously it's it's changed. They way. lied. Yeah, that was lied. that was a big lies. frustration with them. Oh, yes. Because they're okay, like, sure. where's the where's the release date? Because oh, wait a we want to play this game. Because it says right here in this article that there's a there's an Easter egg uh, on a uh, enemy vehicle that passes by with lettering numbering 201123. This easily translates to November. 23. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you are uh, British, it's 2011. 2023. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so Game Rant is basically saying, yes, that they think they found the right. actual date buried among the trailers. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is part of the PlayStation showcase that just occurred. If you want to know more about this, actually, it's a Patreon exclusive until next Friday mm-hmm. is I broke this down with a few guests, say Famous Seamus nice. and Andrew Semichek. So um, if you want to listen there, it's there on Patreon now exclusive but soon to be released because Mark uh, Mark basically said, I don't want to talk about 80 minutes with PlayStation with you guys. I, I only can like talk to it for a few minutes. So uh, yeah, Mark was not able to be on that episode. Um, gotcha. But with this, Charlie, this game, this is the basically third Spider-Man game with PlayStation. We okay. had the first game, Spider-Man 1. We had Miles Morales, which oh, was the second okay. entry, right. which was in 2020, which came out on PS4 and ps5 um so both both the, the first two games are on ps4 now i have a question i believe yes. i own the first game on disc which doesn't help me but i think about the second one digitally will i have access to it since it's part of my account if i absolutely buy it'll transfer nice. forward yep okay it'll transfer in. yeah and i bought a few digital games so i've got a few kind of floating around there is there any way to rip those old games and get it no i guess if it doesn't have nope. this you really can't do that oh nope. well well so but you but can trade them in the game fly or give them to a friend get, yeah or, or game, trade them in a GameStop. Game yeah, yeah yeah give give no. them to a friend and I you can also rent the games from gameplay like i do yeah. and that's how you can play a game for like 15 bucks a month you can get oh, a game gotcha. yeah 
But yes, yeah. like you said, I could okay. trade, trade them out or whatever. But anyway, um, yes. but yeah, this, uh, this, yeah, I watched this just because it popped up on YouTube or whatever, and I was like, yeah, you know, it kicks off with uh, you see a uh, symbiote covered Spider Man uh, engaging with, as you revealed to me, kind of Craven's troops uh, in his, uh, you know, Forest Hills Queens backyard, and the call comes over their radio like, oh, where is blah 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 in Brooklyn, and and uh, Peter's like, I can't get there in time, I got to call Miles because Miles lives in Brooklyn, and then you flash over to Miles and he jumps into uh this warehouse and peter shows up you know there's some fighting peter shows up in time for the two of them to follow craven's crew out on jet skis into you know on the hudson river queens i don't know you know i've been on a kick of you know new york city geography lately but i don't have this one down you um, think peter li- lives in may's house now right we think that's one of the things too yeah gotcha okay so this looks fantastic uh so we don't know when we're getting this game, but obviously this is uh, this is hot stuff, and it would make perfect sense for a pre-Christmas release, Black Friday, bundle it with the game or whatever, bundle it with the system or whatever. So yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I'm down. That yeah. is uh, that's very exciting. I may, you know, I, I may find. I know April and I keep going back and forth, at least even with our PS PS4 because we have The Last of Us. Like, oh, we should play this when the show's over, and we're like. Still haven't gotten around to it, you know, for one of us to play and the other one of us to watch. Yeah. Or take turns or whatever. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a commitment, though. Games take a lot longer than most other entertainment. I mean, uh, alone, some games take 60 hours. That's a big commitment. So I wouldn't wish, you know, unless you're really into it. Right. Just to get that. Uh, probably watching the trailers are, are perfectly fine with the cinematics. But, Charlie, right. um, you, you might have missed the very beginning of the, tra- the trailer because it opens up on, like, craven you think it's craven and actually it's this dude's a little more like cool and goth he's got half his head shaved he's got tattoos right and and you're thinking oh god did they is that how craven's gonna look nope it's like this pretender that craven is like looking for a you know worthy adversary or someone to take down and he takes him out really quick so basically this is and then one of his crew shows him like here's new york and by the way there's all these weird creatures and things he goes like ah the hunt so it's all about Craven taking down, like wanting to come to New York to take down Black Cat and Spider-Man and all these crazy creatures that have been the first two games. So it looks really good. So that's one of the things. Tony Todd is going to be the voice of Venom in this, which is really cool. So that's what we haven't gotten is like that dialogue of like Venom inside talking to like Peter or things like that. He's going to sound like Candyman. Listen. Exactly. And yeah. then Venom's the, the Spider-Man symbiote powers look really cool. Like you can grab four guys with your with your, with your tendrils. And that looks really cool. Yeah. 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 Miles' oh, yeah. powers look amazing. And um I think and, and just the one thing that's kind of a spoiler, so I don't want to get too aware, but the the reason why Venom is part of this game is if you had played the last game, you find out that uh, Norman Osborne is trying to save Harry's life. And you do see this symbiote like creature being used to try to save Harry. So oh, that's sure. how they're bringing Venom into this universe, right. which is a little different than some of the other ways. Right. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, he's not it's it's not a critter from space, which he is in, you know, most iterations, including the, the comic yeah. source. So, well, cool. Yep. Well, I will um, I will be in, in it for some reason. I don't end up playing this. I will definitely um, view this kind of cut screen deal because I'm, I'm definitely into that. So. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we're really high in Jason Momoa. These these days because we really enjoyed uh fast tenure seatbelts he was he was the, the best part of that movie um oh, absolutely comedic actor matt barry who is in your uh that what we do in the shadows and was made to me most famous by the it crowd the, the british short uh series back God, was that was that 15 years ago that was like a while back 
that that was oh on. yeah it yeah. feels like yeah it feels very dated now when you watch yeah, it exactly yeah. um but he is teaming up with jason momoa to do a minecraft movie okay yeah yeah that's just kind of crazy like minecraft is like the biggest video game of all time now microsoft, yeah. microsoft owns it and it's huge every kid has played it it's in everything there's been many iterations of the fact that you know um when someone said they're gonna make a minecraft movie i'm like i get why they do that but can they pull it off and why would they right but the lego movie is kind of like the proof of concept to say we can take a game about just building blocks and make right. it fun and inter- interactive and, um, and and lego's not even a game it's not even a game it's just it's a product that they turned into a yeah. movie and a game uh, about Legos and yeah. in, in a series about yeah. Legos. So, yeah. And, and Minecraft is all about uh, doing your own thing and people have yeah. modded it. My son was big into it. So every kid who's totally. ever been of a certain age have probably played Minecraft. Um, and Charlie, there was actually a Minecraft like narrative game and Pat Oswalt was the, was the narrative lead. He's my guy. Love yeah, that so, man. So they've tried like a narrative as well. And there's a series of books and all that stuff. So at this point, Jared Hess, who developed, who uh, directed Napoleon Dynamite, is directing the Warner Brothers film. So yeah. Warner Brothers did the Lego movie. So they know how to kind of deal with this and let really creative people do it. Right. Um, and the fact that Jason Momoa, who, you know, he's he's pretty pretty great he's kind of yeah. like the rock before the rock got like too into himself before and he got, then, before uh, he got too too rocky yeah and so he's going to be in this and then matt berry is fantastic obviously comedic deadpanned right. uh, he's jackie daytona that's all i have to say he can make anything better um and uh this is apparently going to come out april 4th 2025 um you know with mario having i mean like, I think it's going to be like $1.3 billion at the box office. My I mean, God, there's got to be like people saying, well, how can we do this? So yeah, exactly. Minecraft just is, it's it's kind of, it's open for anyone to build something cool. And that's right. the best way to say it. So I hope this is good. And I hope it's, I mean, assuming this is going to be for all ages. Right. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Even with Mad Perry being kind of an, an adult uh, kind of ca- character, comedic actor, but uh, has a slate date in 2025. Um, so, you know, with, with what we're going to talk about the next, with the, the ongoing writer strike, uh, makes you wonder if this is in the can or it's finished or they're going to produce if it. they've cast it, it's got to have a script already. So it's yeah. got to be done, right? One would imagine. So anyway, we will keep an eye on that. But one thing that is getting increasingly difficult to uh, keep eyeballs on is the uh, the WGA strike. These poor people are out there fighting for their livelihood. Um, and it's been going on for well over a month now with no... Uh, progress that's at least been reported to us but um it's start it's it's starting to hit all of us you know kind of geeks where we live as far as content so marvel is announcing the pause of production on wonder man and the thunderbolts indefinitely uh due to the strike and i would I, w- I would like to imagine that indefinitely simply means until the strike is over and they'll pick it yeah. up again but um you know i would todd I, i'm sure that you will agree with me and maybe you won't that this news doesn't bother me i want these people to get what they deserve I would love new content. I'm interested in new content. We talk about new content here all the time. Um, but it's not worth somebody losing their home, losing their car, not being able to feed their no. family. I, I could care less. I could care, you know, I, I could care less about the content than I care more about these people getting what they need. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I, I wish there was a way that me as a civilian could support them because I would absolutely do it. I don't live in New York. I don't live in L.A. But as I said before, I would be out there on the picket lines with all of my my friends from the Star Trek crews because I keep seeing pictures of all these great actors and writers that are out there. Mark Ruffalo it. shows up. They've got people giving out pizzas. So right. and, the, and the actor strike is going to happen in June. 
Right and there. I mean, if the writers and the actors gone, I'm gonna be like, who's left? There's nothing. Yeah, it's gonna Craft be services. It's gonna be all reality TV and yeah, pe- people eating finger sandwiches. Exactly. So, I would have to imagine now. Now we've talked. Obviously, we've talked about this quite extensively. The last big writer strike was in 2007. Uh, it took a whole month to get resolved. Um, the last real big one before that was in 1998, which the same thing that chopped up for, you know, for genre fans, most notably, it sliced up the, the second season of Star Trek Next Generation, uh, cut four episodes and gave us Trek's only clip show, which is <laughs> very reviled by all. Were, Trek they, fans, were they but... in an elevator and it broke down? No, it was. And I'm sure you've never seen this, but they're down on a planet. Riker gets stung by a vine and goes into a coma and Dr. Pulaski who had replaced Dr. Crusher at the time and Troy are in, have to stimulate his memories to get him to fight off the infection. And it's all clips from the first two seasons. It's, oh, it's horrible. Gotta love it. it. It's Gotta bitch. love it. Yeah. Sh- Shades of gray. Look it up and uh, at me at Twitter. If, if you can tell me that you thought it was great at me at Twitter, at least when the Simpsons did a clip show, it was satirical. There was nothing satirical about shades of gray. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Th- this this continues to go on, and we all know that these people are looking. Uh, you know, they're looking for a fair wage in this world where the traditional model of uh, residuals is is ceasing to exist because network TV is ceasing to exist in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and the most popular content is on all of your streamers, your Disney Plus, your Hulu, Netflix, Paramount Plus, so on and so forth. So I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything. Have you heard anything about progress? Are they getting anywhere? No. Oh. No, and I think the greatest, the best thing to happen for this is the fact that the right actor strike is going to go on. And so you've right. got two now huge bodies work. working yeah. together that are collaborative because actors and I mean, I'm not sure about directors if they are going to be on strike anytime soon either. But I mean, those two groups, if they can stay strong together, unified, right, and right. you know what? And, and people like us talking about this to people maybe out of the know, it helps to say it puts pressure on those studios because if you want us to continue to subscribe to all your stuff, see your crappy movies, you don't want us to feel like there's not going to be good stuff in the future because we'll unsubscribe. Right. And that cuts off the head of the beast. And money hurts them more than anything else. Yes. So I hope this puts the pressure on them because the fact that Wonder Man and Thunderbolts are two big things. Uh, I mean, Thunderbolts is going to be a movie. Wonder Man's going to be a TV series. Yeah. But if you get less and less content coming to Disney+, Plus, gives people more opportunity to say, you know what? I can cut off Disney Plus for a couple months, and then yeah. you don't have it for a while. You may not yeah. miss it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it becomes. A, and then you know, you're right back watching. God, maybe you go back to cable. Oh my god! But but again, you go back to watching reality TV shows, or you just I don't know. Maybe you pick up and read a book. I don't know. It sounds terrible. But yeah, the the longer this drags out, and then you know the movies, Redbox it, exists. So go to Redbox. Yeah, it might, it <laughs> might get back to it. So anyway, um, our yeah, it, you know, right now other projects like uh, Captain America: New World Order, Deadpool three, and Agatha: Coven of Chaos are still in production, but if they're being filmed, like you said, if the writers strike, that's going to stop too. So, um, the best and thing, the other, yeah. uh, the worst thing too, Charlie is. If they need to make any changes to the script, something doesn't work. Right. They don't Can't, have the writers. Yeah, they don't have a guy. They're not. They're not going to ask. So An- the pro- they're not, they're not going to ask Anthony Mackie to punch up one of his own scenes. You know what I mean? No. So these this, these shows could turn really bad because if something doesn't work, they are they in halt production or are they going to say keep going and make it up as you go along? It's an improv. Oh, whose yeah. line is it anyways? Who's Drew Carey shows up, or <laughs> who's, yeah, whose line is it anyway? With uh, with uh, with Spider Man and Captain America, I don't think so. So I need a plot point, and I need an actor, and I need an MC oh, power, and I need a conundrum. It just, and a, and a <laughs> does it just turn into Mad Libs? 
Doctor <laughs> Doom much. was blank, and then when he got to the top of blank, he said, "Holy blank." <laughs> There you go. A noun, a verb, an adverb, another oh, noun. Oh my God! Proper noun. Uh, we should do that. Oh, pr- we should bring back Mad Libs, Charlie. That should be our new game. Mad Libs. Super Mad Libs. So few Mad Libs. Get all right. Let's let's get the rules together on that one. Okay. Uh, I'll let you take this next one because I will admit uh, I don't I don't keep up on new stuff as much as I have. But this is about the Eisner Awards. The the top comics in the last 12 months i'm assuming right it's the oscars of comics yeah this happens right. once a year they get nominated uh it'll be announced at san diego comic-con the winners so very soon in the next two months um and this is great because a lot of these books though charlie we will probably get to read on comiXology unlimited which right. is good um and if they're on marvel they'll be on but the other ones that are not obviously then if they pique our interest might be a future thing that just becomes really the next big walking dead or saga or right. something like that which is oh. what you want to hope that yeah I, i've actually read a couple of these i did in the uh just just looking at this very briefly yeah. um we have a couple of short stories uh i did actually go out and buy amazing fantasy 1000 which was the big mm-hmm. 60th anniversary uh spider-man celebration last year though by the title of it i i couldn't tell you the exact story but um a single issue one shot star war uh star trek 400 which was the 400th uh publication of a star trek comic by idw they've had a license since 2001 that i've read so now that i know that they're uh, award nominated. Maybe I should go back and read them again. So yeah. That, so I'll, I'll just go through these really quick. Yeah, the Beastkeeper do by Scott Snyder uh, from Tales from the Cloakroom was the best short story. Finding Batman uh, in DC Pride 2022 by Kevin Conroy. I didn't already wrote a book. That's kind of cool. Before Good morning uh, by Christopher Cantwell and Moon Knight Black, White and Blood and Solomon. All these years by Margaret Atwood. You know, uh, we talked about her from the, oh, the Handsome Tale. Yeah. And, and David Mack for Tori Amos. So it's like a Tori Amos merge. I, that's kind of a cool I, one. I, yeah. I remember that from the 90s. And then, as previously mentioned, a short story by Jonathan Hickman and Marco Cicchetto from Amazing Fantasy 1000. In the single issue category, uh, Batman One Bad Day, The Riddler. I feel like we've read one of the One Bad Days before. Um, that's obviously for DC Comics. Uh, Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond by uh, Jed Mackey and C.F. Villa. Sure. Uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood. Ouch. Issue number three by Tom Brevert for Marvel. St- uh, Star Trek for. 400, uh, edited by Heather Antos for IDW. Uh, Vicious Circle, book one by Matson Tomlin and Lee Bajermo for Boom Studios, which is, that's the the book that Irredeemable reading. That's a Boom yeah. Studios book. So, yeah, all right. Absolutely. Yeah. You, can, you can have the next one. Yeah, best continuing series. So this is really a good way to check into a series that you're, you know, you're looking for a new series uh, that's been good. So Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, the Department of Truth uh, at Image Comics by James Tinian. Philadelphia by Rodney Barnes at oh. Image. The Nice House on the Lake uh, on by DC by James Tinian IV. Uh, Nightwing by Tom Taylor, which I've heard is an excellent book. It's kind of like mm. a spy type of thing. Ooh. book that's great because Nightwing's a great character. And She-Hulk, which we read a little bit of. Um, and it's good to hear that's continuing to be good at Marvel. No doubt about it. Best Limited Series, Animal Castle by uh, Xavier Dorson and uh, Felix Delep from Ablaze Publications. Uh, Batman, One Bad Day, again, edited by Dave Wilkowitz and Jessica Burby. The Human Target by Tom King and Greg Smallwood for DC. Miracle Man by Guyman and Buckingham. Lindsay Buckingham? From Fleetwood Mac? Yes. Awesome, yes. The Silver Age by Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham. That's over at Marvel. And uh, Superman Space Age. Ooh. Uh, Mark Russell, 
uh, Michael Alred and Laura Alred over at DC. Yeah. And and as I think about this, Charlie, we may have to like, because a lot of these are at Marvel and DC, which is good because it's good right. to hear that they're making good content. So we could right. probably pick these off I'm as we it. do Spinner X in the future as well. Yeah. Uh, best new series, The Atonement Bell by Jim Owsley at Red 5. It's a new, I, it must be a new publisher. Love yeah. Everlasting by Tom King. Once again, you're hearing a lot of these similar names, these writers, Tom King, right. James Tinian. That's good to hear that they're great writers at Image. Uh, Public Domain, Chip Sadarsky, once again, doing yeah, Spider-Man at Image. Yep. Uh, Star Trek by Colin Kelly at IDW. So uh, and then traveling to Mars uh, at a blaze publications. So and the rest is kind of like more kids stuff. Yeah, we can skip that. Yeah, so yeah. and then I maybe uh, trying to think of anything else that would stick out to us. It really gets into like best documentary yeah, and things like that. It's, but it's yeah, def- it's um, definitely into the woods. Well, there's uh, there's some archival stuff. I see. Uh, yeah. The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Omnibus Volume One. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, you yeah, get into best writers, artists, yeah. painters. So it's yeah. good to know that people that are actually doing good work are getting yeah. uh, contributed to it. And I don't know if there's like an overall like uh, – uh, like best of the year, but no, that's about it. And then yeah. digital comics. It's nice to see that comics that are not available anywhere else um, are also being um, yeah. represented, especially in Comicsology yeah. originals. There's a bunch of those that are really, really cool as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's cool. I am, you know, when it comes to Spinner Rack, which is our Patreon exclusive, uh, I let Todd pick those because he's, de- I think he's definitely got a more eye. He's got more of his finger on the pulse. So we now have a little bit of a Bible uh, for something. So, Todd, I put it to you. Feel free to cut that up. I'll read whatever sure. you send me and I'm totally down. So, speaking of, last thing to wrap up uh, in just two weeks' time on Thursday, June 15, we're getting second season of strange new worlds which was fortunately in the can so it is complete but we got two new uh videos this week we got a follow-up trailer uh to the primary and then we got a clip uh from the i believe the second episode of the season featuring the trial of of number one una chin riley uh who at the uh spoiler alert if you've uh haven't watched the series sorry but at the end of the first season it was uh revealed that she is an alien race known as the Illurians, who are a human offshoot that uh, experiment uh, on genetic modification, which is banned in the Federation, a la Khan, Nooney, and Singh. Um, so this is a tri- kind of the trial of her life. And it got all his cosplayers very excited because we get a new uniform. It's a new dress uniform. And I'm not going to talk about the costuming errors I saw because Todd was making fun of me. But that's okay. But Todd... Uh, the the trailer. Let's focus on the trailer. Uh, the trailer had uh, you know a lot of quick cuts. We're seeing you know romance. Uh, you know romance on the horizon. You're getting the return of Paul Wesley as a young Lieutenant Jim Kirk being uh, teamed up with Lieutenant Laan Singh, Christina Chong, who's a regular. What's dessert. what's what's Kirk's actually like his role? Because he's at, not part of the Enterprise or the no, 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 crew no. at this yeah. time. Sticking with Canon, oh, okay. he is a lieutenant serving on the Starship Republic. So this okay. is the year. 2259 or 60 uh the first season yeah. of the original series was 2266 so it was about six years before tos uh so in, yeah okay. yeah so what's great about starfleet you can go from being a lieutenant to a captain in six years somehow um but anyway yeah so well, the, he's gotta die someone the, there's gotta be an appointment vacant right somebody's well, gotta die Charlie, I mean, right? look at the the last episode of a card all those everybody over the age of 25 got killed off by the board kids so every big yeah. promotions all over the place um but anyway um but the biggest part uh, that got all of us extraordinarily excited is the live action debut 
of two characters from the much beloved Star Trek Lower Decks, much beloved by everybody but Todd. And eventually we're going to get Mark to watch because Mark said he would. Um, but we get Jack Quaid as Ensign Bradward Boimler, and we get Tawny Newsom, who I met and spent time with on the, on the Star Trek cruise. What a wonderful gal as uh, Ensign Beckett Mariner somehow transported to the Enterprise, uh, transitioning from their animated form to live action. It has sparked a massive debate in the cosplay community because you're seeing a cartoon outfit transition into real life and people are like, that's not the same. It looks like it has shoulder pads. Da, 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 da. It's just, it's, it's, it's even too much. It's even too much for me. I Charlie, am, I'm going to have to say this point. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to buy a new straight. Cause I have, I, I have lower decks uniform. So does April. I am not buying another one because there's a live action version now where the color's a little bit different and the, 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 you know, the, the stripe across the middle is lower and the badge looks, it's just no forget it i've, I've got what i've got and then sticking with it um but anyway oh my I, god i'm really fired uh, for up. more yeah. for more of this type of con- content where it goes even deeper yes. code 47 yeah exactly. your one-stop shop for all yeah. things nerd just this week uh you you had my new regular rotating co-host jen watson join me to talk about voyager and we did the best worst uh and we'll be doing the same thing in the next episode but we'll probably talk about this trailer again there where we can dig even deep jen is even a more of a talker than i am when it comes to this stuff so buckle up <laughs> it's gonna be good luck but uh but well, very very good yeah are you are you excited about this you l- really like this show as i recall oh absolutely and i'm excited to see where this goes and it doesn't seem like they are going to pivot and maybe they'll add some little nitpicks uh, little nits and bits here and there but keeping it still to a more uh serialized right. uh alone episode yep which I appreciate. And then every character gets a moment. So it's not like we're not right. doing character fulfillment. They still are, but they're still saying we're going to have a lot of cool, different destinations, stories, impacts. We're going to build that universe versus it just being one storyline where it feels like if you miss t- an yeah. episode, does right. it still work? And this, I feel like it's so yeah. user, it's so Big new time. use a new viewer friendly that it's great. So I can continue to recommend it. And it does right. look like they're building on the relationships of the characters, yeah. which is cool because you've got Pike's, uh, Paramorph uh, that got, we saw yeah, previously. A, a girlfriend in the first episode, Captain Cabot, yep. I think it was. And you see and, more, and more sparks and Spock yeah. and Chapel, yep. uh, which is interesting because when we see them in the in the original series, there were sparks, but there was no romance. And yet yes. meeting to Pring for the first time. And everybody who watches Strange New World can't stand to Pring. She's she's awful. And she's even more awful in the original series in the the Amok time, the you know, the Kirk dun 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 dun. Sure. Anyway, um, so anyway, yeah, June 15. Uh, Kirk, Paramount, do yeah. we see something with Kirk? Going yeah, with Uber, is that a, what I'm seeing? Yeah, yeah, you did see a scene with that, though. Though His focus episode uh, will be, you know, as I had mentioned, it, it looks like he and Christina Chong's character of uh, of La'an get stuck in the past or on, oh, on a very, okay. very Earth-looking planet. They filmed it in downtown Toronto. That's um, right. Yeah, very cool. one thing canonically that they, if they stick to it, they cannot put Kirk and Pike together because they hadn't met yet. That was actually established in Pike's only mm. only appearance in the regular series when he was in the wheelchair, you know, and he and Kirk says, well, I never met him until he was promoted to fleet captain. Yeah. I thought Kirk had met Pike, though, alternate, al- alternate reality, the final episode. Uh, so they never really met. You know how it is. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. So we'll see. Uh, you, know what? you know what? A little bit of bending a cannon. I think this shows are in the right. 
you know, they haven't done anything ridiculous. Um, Who's going to remember that except for people that are really old or who are, yes, or yes. you? Well, yeah, when everything. <laughs> and, and you know what? We're getting to be really old. Yes. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, but anyway, yes, uh, as I said, uh, June 15 on Paramount Plus. Uh, I have no doubt that if you don't have Paramount Plus, there will be you know, a 30 day trial for you to sign up. Just Trials. Kind of, just, yeah. yeah, just kind of keep your eyes peeled. But anyway, with that. That's the end of the news. Uh, Todd, time to get out that Fuber app, the Feeble Uber app. The Geek Easy awaits. We've got to get down to the nastiest part of town. Talk about what we're enjoying. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy cover bands playing. Drinks are poured, and we are getting our nerd on. Entertain me, Charlie. I will. I did. I've thrown myself in it. It always helps them to go to my in-laws to catch up on my comic reading. <laughs> but I was doing I was doing this beforehand because I was talking about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, my 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 point of pride, my claim to fame is that I've read every issue of The Amazing Spider-Man since 1962. Uh, and I had fallen about a year behind. And I was talking last week uh, that I was catching up. Um, and the current run uh, that started uh, about they, they, they published by monthly. So they're getting out about 24 issues a year. Um, oh, yeah. Current okay. run is by Zeb Wells and John Romita Jr. Was really enjoying it. They brought in an arc where they revisited the, the, the Hobgoblin, who is my favorite Spider-Man villain was really enjoying that and then they got to it's funny todd i almost liken it to what, we, what we've been talking about trying to make the comics more like the more fit into the mcu this yeah. was they took they took uh this run that i was enjoying and they dropped they, they shoehorned in dark web which was a combination of madeline Pryor as the goblin queen it was like bringing back inferno oh yeah yeah but they took ben riley who in the previous long run of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man Beyond, I've talked about it before, he was corporate Spider-Man and stuff, and then he got, uh, he was disgraced, and he took on the identity of Chasm, and then he sold a soul to the devil, and his girlfriend sold her soul to the devil, so she was a supervillain. Wait, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Yes. I just had a hemorrhage. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I was reading this like, when the hell is this going to be over? So they took it's me like the that way- Quasar book I just looked yeah. at. I'm like, what the heck? I know. So this took me all the way up to issue 18. And now when I look at issue 19, which I was about to start, it's back to the regular storyline where Spider-Man, he and uh, just on the okay. cover. Yeah, he and the, he and Mary Jane are not together. He's kind of dating the black cat. So it's like they're getting back into that. Um, so I look, I look forward to that. And then uh, 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 quick hits. Um, just looking through my Marvel Unlimited, I'm like, what was I reading in the past? I did not go back to the old Avengers because you and Kay shamed me out of reading that. But I did go back to uh, Mark Wade's 1990s run, you know, that started oh, okay. in 1998. So I picked Marathon, up- or what was his name? Marathon or Quadrathon or no, Quathalon? It's, it's funny you should mention that because I jumped in on a, a, a two-issue arc where they, it was a, they were fighting the Kree in space, and it was about how Carol Danvers was Warbird, but she, she had fallen off the wagon. She was an alcoholic and they oh. kicked her off the team and then the next issue that you mentioned it's marathon man is on the cover so it's like issue the original eight. creation yeah just, and he's never been seen since <laughs> yeah just like uh 3d man who was one back in the 50s oh, um, yeah, horrible so i've enjoyed that and then I, uh, I i i want to do a full reread of the west coast avengers i had started quite some time back uh and i am uh, i went through their their first big arc was a time travel arc i feel like i was talking about it at some point in the past because remember two gun kid 
He was in the Hawkeye went in the past, brought him into the future. They went back again. That was our last cover, Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it was that, but it was the Phantom Rider had in the past had drugged Mockingbird and you know made her think that she was in love with him and not Hawkeye. It was like this, and then they intermixed this whole series with the Fantastic Four in the past with Ramu Tut, and then it was also. Uh, Doctor Strange in Philadelphia in 1776. It was just, it was a big mess. Now, this was the Steve Englehart and Al Milgram run. Todd, your favorite artist. Um, I will admit, um, it was that part of it is pretty boilerplate. The, the part of it that I found kind of obnoxious is they pit Tony Stark as Iron Man in the Silver Centurion armor against Wonder Man when he was wearing his red and green suit um, as mm-hmm. bicker, as bickering and fighting with each other, like being real, like they determine it's kind of like dynasty where it's Alexis and the other chick fighting with each other, pushing one in the champagne pond. and faces and yeah. slaps. It was just, it was, yeah. a, it was obnoxious. I know the series gets better over time and I'm kind of sticking with it when they get into, so this is issue 25. I got up to when they get into I think the early forties, John Byrne takes over. He does an arc. Mm. It's it, that's the one where the vision, you know, is, is disassembled and put back together and the Scarlet Wish freaks out. And, you know, she, you know, you find out her yeah. two children are, so it's like, we're coming up on that. So I'm hanging in there, but, um, but okay. anyway, it's nice to get back into reading comics. I enjoy it. Um, I've always loved Marvel unlimited, uh, as a service. I've had it for about 10 years. Um, you know, I have the, um, and I think I'll cancel, but I, I had the, a limited plus or whatever where you get the figure or something and it's just i don't ever buy yeah. anything so it's really not worth it so to get the basic service it's like 70 dollars a year well it's, let's face yeah. it if you read a handful of comics you you you're making money it's well worth it versus like four or five dollars per issue now yeah it's yeah. totally nuts so anyway i highly recommend it um just visit marvel.com and you'll find the links to it but it's kind of the best All thing right. out there um and then on the tv side we're watching a couple of things succession just ended todd i'm not going to talk about that because i know you're going to jump into it i'd recommend doing it soon yeah it's um it's a tough watch that that all I'm going to say is it's a very tough watch. Um, but another tough in regards to like brutal, uh, brutal. cause I know it's a lot about finally damn I like shared a videos. Like it's like if, if, uh, if succession was about a man, uh, and his kids wanting his M&Ms cause he right. bought M&Ms. It's absolutely hilarious. It's just like this two minute like there's, skit that they did. There's it's so hilarious. There's very little that's hilarious about that show. But anyway, the, the thing I'm actually going to talk about is Todd, okay. you have kind of caused me to fall down a rabbit hole of Apple TV plus because we finally sure. got it. We finally got into Ted Lasso. I will admit that I kind of gave up on Schmigadoon season two. Didn't grab me. I thought it was it, the, oh, okay. the, the shtick was gone for me, you know, and I've been mm, in musicals okay. and stuff, but I'm like, you know, it's too sticky. Sure. And then I, I mentioned we watched the show physical but it just it got a little it got really dark in the second season so we're done with that so we picked up on uh the morning show which has been it was it's been two seasons came on back in 2019 um really concurrent with the me too movement and it's it's basically it's me Too the tv show because you have two morning anchors one is steve carell the other one is jennifer aniston and steve carell's character is out is outed as a sexual harasser and a and oh it's matt lore it's it's the today show the movie it's it's interesting because it happened just at the same time as the matt lauer deal so um you're going through the pace of billy crudup is a character i love i've loved him since i saw him in inventing the abbots back in he is a weirdo man he is a weirdo and it's a it's a weird character uh and the other big character is uh reese witherspoon who is a stalwart Mm -hmm. of our you know generation great show again a really in a lot of ways a really difficult watch um but it's fascinating and it's uh, we're coming up on the end of season two which is all they've got season three 
seems like it's been produced, but I haven't heard anything about it. And then sure. season four, it's been renewed for a fourth season. So anyway, I like it, Todd. I'll have to agree with you. Apple Plus has not a, not a ton of content, but most of what they have. Like I said, I'm at like a, I'm on a three out of five out of the shows I've watched. Have you watched the show about the American, John, Ronald Moore's show about the American space race, but the Russians get there first? No. Oh, what's the name of that Charlie. Show? Uh, I think for all mankind, I think is what's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about the American. It's about the Americans try to catch up to the Russians. Oh god! Yeah, I think you'll. That's in your wheelhouse, man, because well, you better, like Ronald Moore. Well, and, and I'm gonna, yeah. uh, I'm gonna meet him this summer. He's at Star Trek Las Vegas, okay. and he is one yeah, of so, he's one of the few people. Like I will pay for an autograph of him because I am such a fan. I think that's on season three is complete, and I think the series might be over. But um, yeah, I better. People I gotta, have said that gotta, like season three. Yeah, um, I gotta watch, has one watch. of the the best, one of the best standalone episodes of TV of all time. Like wow. they say, this is a standalone great television. Just wow. saying, like that's cool because yeah. it doesn't deal with like the doesn't deal with like a, oh romance and things like it's like it's good storytelling plus romance, but right. you know it's not about like time traveling Scotsman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but yeah, I've got two months until Star Trek Las Vegas, so I, if nice. I'm going to meet him, I want to be able to say, hey, I've watched your show and it was fantastic. But anyway, that's it for me. Apple TV Plus once again, give it a shot. Free trial is out there. All you got to do is look. What you got? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, for myself, uh, there's a series that just launched on Disney Plus. It's called American Born Chinese. This is uh, based on an acclaim, one of the best comic books in the last uh, 15 years from Gene Yang, uh, Ling Yang, um, who is from Minnesota. And he is a really acclaimed uh, writer now. He's done many, many different things. And he was one of the uh, New York Times bestsellers. Uh, but it is, and now it's a Disney Plus series. And it's uh, eight-ish, eight episodes, and it's all dropped on once on Disney Plus. Uh, Michelle Yeoh's in this. Uh, also, um, Ki Huang Quan is in oh, this yeah? as oh, well. But, so they're, yeah. reu- they're reunited. Kind of in a way, yeah, which is, I mean, they were doing this before um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is. Oh. And it's a um, really cool story about not only about being an immigrant and your identity, um, but it's also utilizing the Chinese mythology of the monkey king and that in blending those two together. So essentially, you've got this kid named Jin who's struggling. His parents are both immigrants. He's trying to settle in. He doesn't want to, you know, he wants to just fit in and be a kid who was good at soccer and wants to go after the girl. Um, and he's just trying to find his way. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's high school drama in a lot of ways, but then you've got this kid who shows up who happens to be the monkey King's father, who he's going off on a mission to fight off these bad guys. And he needs to find an emissary that'll help him find the fourth scroll. That's a, a mythological thing. So it's like, he shows up as a teen as kind of like an exchange student at the high school. So you get, hijinks ensuing uh, with that kind of thing but it's well written it's really well written the the special effects are good michelle kwan or michelle yo is fantastic she's kind of like a goddess godmother who's helping him find his way uh the one king and then you've got uh jin who is just a kid who's dealing with like just fitting in and not trying to stand out too far um and it's really well done i'm enjoying it's got a lot of heart and um 
I'm not sure how, and Chris is watching it with me. She's read the book already. I'm going to read the book as well because it's very short. It's a trade paperback. Um, right. So I'll see if it, it, it corresponds well. But there's eight ish, eight episodes out, but we've been watching, uh, watched two last night, watched the first one. So it's only 30 to 40 minutes per episode. So sure. I'm curious to see where this goes. But so Who, far, so uh, good. Who's got it? Where's it on at? Disney Plus. Oh, gotcha. Okay, oh, that's right. I think yeah. I've seen I've seen the screen cap. Awesome. All right, I'm I'm captivated to hear what you're going to say about this next one. This is a show that I was hot and heavy with, but it's been on yeah. for ten years longer. Uh, season nine, Charlie of okay. Flash. So wow. this was me just being curious because I sure. couldn't remember where I dropped off the Flash. So the CW essentially is done. We have got a low. Uh, uh, we've got uh, Superman and Lois. That mm. show is probably done, but yeah. apparently they haven't officially announced it yet. But that show is beloved we, by a lot of people. We like yeah. it very with April in particular. It's really got a lot of fans. It. It's yeah. really yeah. well exactly. done. Yeah. Which is which is a shame that it's, you know, it was late to the party with the CW, not during the glory years of when everything right. was working in that show. Right. You know, there was no Disney Plus. So there really was no Marvel TV except for Age, uh, Agents of Shield. So um, it's this is kind of like the the flash is kind of like the darling the crown and the jewel of the CW Arrowverse is finally ended. Oh and boy. it did get to tell nine seasons, which you think about that. What show gets nine seasons these days? I mean, that's thing. No, there hasn't been a Star Trek show that's had that many seasons. That's for sure. They stop at seven no. max. Absolutely. No. It, so it's, it's amazing. They got this far. And so my thought was just like, you know what? I'm going to just watch like a recap of what's going on in season nine. So I'd watch that first, like a YouTube just to see what's going on. I'm not going to watch like 22 episodes of the flash at this point, but I wanted to see what was going on. So when I could watch the final episode, just to see how was the send off, did they treat things? Did, did they really get a real send off? Did it feel rushed? So, um, I did watch it. It was kind of culminating a, all of the past flash, big bads showed up. Um, they brought back a character named Eddie Thawne, who was in the first season, actually, who sacrificed himself. He was Iris's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the love, the love guy. They brought him back, Charlie, which is crazy. They brought him back and it was about him once again. Um, he he felt he was brought back by the speed force, felt jilted that he lost a life with Iris and all this stuff. So it was all about that thing. So he then was resurrecting all these flash bad guys like reverse flash zoom savitar god flat like all these things i'm like i totally missed on a bunch of these um so it was kind of fun and now team flash is this huge group of all these people with powers that readily took care of all these villains where before it took like flash and a team of million just take down one so the power levels have increased I guess. um and almost all the characters are still around except for cisco cisco left the show who I, I loved Cisco a lot. Yeah, I thought he was a great well, addition. He was of, a big one geek. Of the best characters, yeah, yeah. So he left the series season seven or eight, I believe. So he did not come back. So ultimately, he was the only character that didn't come back for this. And oh, I wow. think everyone got their nice send off where they're at in life. And um, I thought they did a good job of kind of tying things up with not feeling like they had to rush. So it was a satisfying ending for a series for a fan who's lagged on it. And I'm hoping other people that have kept with it felt like it was satisfying too, but it was kind of nice that they got it because the CW era is officially over. It's done. They're just, see, it will cease to exist or there's just not going to be a yeah. new program. Oh, wow. The end of an era Di died out like UPN. Yeah. Because the CW was a merging of, the UPN and the WB was it not back in the mm -hmm. day? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, U UPN, which you know, which which gave us Star Trek back in the day. So, how interesting! Well, 
Uh, that's it for the Geek Easy, but it's time to engage in a very somber occasion. We are headed down under. Got to get out that Air Qantas app um, to get to the Thunderdome. Sadly, there's been a little paradigm shift down there. Um, we'll talk to you about that in just a moment. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. The mutants have been gathered for a topic or game to be entertained. In this week, we're talking about building a Mount Rushmore of classic villains. But before we start, we want to give a fond farewell, a rest in power to Tina Turner, who is uh, been a part of Secret Friends Unite in the Thunderdome since the very beginning. Um, I'm not sure when we added the Thunderdome, but it wasn't short from the start when we started the show. It was our topic du jour. Uh, she was keeping the mutants in line for a long time. And if you are watching on YouTube, she is in my background. So Tina, she's a legend of music, screen, uh, you know, life. for rights as a performer, Absolutely. securing your legacy, securing your ability to perform as a performer from her ex-husband, yep. uh, surviving domestic abuse. Yep. I mean, she is a legend and she performed, you know, I think they had footage of her just at her own stage performance. She showed up to thank the the cast of the crew of, of performance of her legacy just last year. So she wow. was alive and kicking. Um, so yeah, Tina, we salute you. And you know what? We'll continue to carry forth your voice in this sub in this 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 um the segment for 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 as long as we can. You bet. You bet. We mad respect to Tina. So with that, what uh what are we bringing the mutants this week? What do we got? So Charlie, it's it's the villains of Mount Rushmore. So basically Mount Rushmore, you've seen it. It's an American icon. It's four faces of uh, you know, iconic presidents, not necessarily the best of, but the ones that have significant uh, uh, influence to American culture. I believe mm -hmm. that uh, it's, it's you know, Mount Rushmore is going on over 100 years of, wow. of existence. I want to visit it. It's been made famous in North by Northwest um, with, you know, Jimmy, that, that um, was it Jimmy Stewart? No, it wasn't Jimmy yeah, it was, Stewart. Yeah, it was, was Jimmy Stewart. In the movie. Uh, I thought it was um, Cary Grant. Cary Grant. There you isn't go. Isn't Cary Grant in my North Bay? So, yeah. But yeah, you've seen it. Yeah. And, and isn't there a, a, a secret agent, uh, you know, in, in one of the nostrils of like like Lincoln's nostril? I think it was something like. Oh, that. I'm assuming there's many headquarters within that. You know, the right. U.S. And, and all the it's, heads. It, and all the heads. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we've and Charlie and I were talking like, have we done this before? I'm like, we've done the Mount Rushmore of geek. So it was like all things, which is very broad. Right. Uh, but, you know, and then we've done the Supreme Court of like genre characters, which was a lot of fun because we were like, you know, at the time, I think they were looking to bring in new um, nominations to the Supreme Court. So we're right. doing the villains of Mount Rushmore. So you think about this and it's like a little broad. So we like we wanted to get out of the wheelhouse of like making it just, oh, all comic books or something like that. So I said, Charlie, let's get like four different categories one representing each and it's gonna we're gonna have different ones um and we had one person from our um patreon group um and also within our discord who gave service and uh, oh, uh cool. gave us his selection as well so we'll include that as well nice. as we go through this so we've got movies or tv in a non-genre role so you think of like you're more of like your right. realistic things no you know fantastic elements sci-fi fantasy you know comic books it's just your your bad guy whether it's like jr ewing maybe hopefully i didn't screw you charlie with jr ewing and like dallas uh he's a villain you know uh maybe oh, it's from no you know maybe it's the crazy woman with the 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 scar on her head where they pulled off her wig on Melrose Place, Charlie. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's 
Heather, it was uh, uh, Kimber, uh, Kimberly. It was Kimberly. That was her name on Melrose Place. Okay, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, go. exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, so, um, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so we, we have a non-genre, so uh-huh. someone a little more realistic. Uh, then we've got movies or TV genre. So this is going to be like science fiction, fantasy, whatever, but with uh, like live action TV or movie. Uh, then comics. So I thought, you know, we'd hit that as well. And then cartoons, because there's a lot of great villains in cartoons. So Charlie, I think the best way we do this, we go, we don't go each give our picks. We 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 do one genre and you give yours, I give mine. Right. So we stick with that. So and I'll bring in our um our fan from uh the uh our, our Discord group, which is Slosh Ritter, um yes. who gave us his as well. So we'll include his as we give ours. Gotcha. Yes. And play along with the, play along at the home game. Think of yours, you know, if you got to pause and do some research, which is what I did by all means do but I'll get started. Um TV and movies, non-genre. My choice is, and we've already been talking about this program uh, on the show tonight, Logan Roy, the star of Succession, played by Brian Cox. He, oh, boy. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah, he is the he is the uber father of the Roy family, uh, made up of uh, Kendall, Roman, Siobhan, and uh, idiot brother uh, Connor, pl- who is played by... Um, uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, whose name I'm forgetting, also captain the Enterprise. Uh, it, he's he's not involved in the main thrust of the show, but it's basically making these three siblings fight over their media conglomerate empire and who's going to take over when Logan Roy becomes infirm uh, with age, and he's just he's just he's a. He's a terrible human being pitting his children against each other. And you never know from one moment to the next if they're going to stick together. And even in this final episode, you never knew from one moment to the next. His shadow loomed very large. So to see his face in chiseled and marble, uh, glowering down and, and casting his, uh, his disapproval from beyond the grave, uh, I think is an excellent choice. Logan Roy. Yeah, I'm so jealous because, Charlie, I like it's a show I want to watch so badly. And I just like, oh, I'll get to that. And I keep yeah. saying I'll get to that. And it's like, ah, and it's like, oh, it's so good. And I'm, in the, I'm missing the buzz. But you know what? But, but I don't have a problem. It's over. It's checking over. Yeah. show that's so good. It's over now. So you can watch the whole thing. Four seasons. Yes. Four seasons, I think. And it's seasons. been funny hearing the buzz. And I, yeah. I'm assuming I'll appreciate it now. And, you know, it's one of those shows where it's like, if it starts off, it's like the first season. I'm like, do I dip in? Because is it going to yeah. actually get a season two, a season right. three? So True. true. Yeah. No, it told a great unresolved story, which is exactly what you expected. All right. Uh, what does oh, my our, goodness. What does our home uh, home player have, Mr. Slosh Ritter? This was a hard one. Oh, uh, Schloss. Oh, great. I thought you were going to go to me. So um, he went with. um, So he this is hard because he didn't give us a uh, non genre. So we can skip that because he essentially said he said Joker in all carnations. So I guess if you went with like um, Joker, the movie. That didn't feel like a genre film. I guess oh, you could okay. go that way, right? So he's got Joker for all four. So he's got a he's got a a, a Mount Rushmore with four different all. incarnations of Joker. So you got Mark you Hamill, could. Mark Hamill Joker, Heath Ledger Joker, Jack Nicholson Joker, and then uh, Joaquin Phoenix. So four, and even Caesar Romero, if you wanted to just like do a fifth, want to do a fifth. So all right, so I guess that means not, not the not the what's his name, the Jared Leto. <laughs> oh God, yes. Let's th- let's take a big pass on that. All right, so I guess that means you're up non-genre TV. Oh, movie. this was a hard one, Charlie. I hear because I I I chose a, a TV series, 
and I, there's so many good people that could be up for a villain. And then I was at the last bit and I'm like, you know what? Nope. It's going to be one person. And that's Breaking Bad's Walter White. Ah, that came up on the list that I was looking at, but I I haven't watched the show very much. I've seen it bits and pieces, so I didn't feel like I could really quantify. Yeah. I mean, it's a show that's been around since 2008, so I can't really say this is, you know, a new show. It's, it's cutting an edge, but I mean, like, and I think about it, um, you know, it's the class, it, it, it diverted your, your, your thoughts on can a, can the protagonist become the antagonist? And that's exactly what it was. Right. All of your sympathy for this character slowly diverted. And you're like, you started feeling like, am I still rooting for the good guy? Am I still? And or, or after you just, a while you're like, are you just, how could I be? Does? Yeah, right. Exactly. How could I be rooting for this bad guy that his initial reason why got lost in the shuffle. He became right. like the megalomaniac who just said like, it's not enough or I have to go deep. And it's like, he it's stopped. Like, it's like any yeah. supervillain in a lab experiment. Like, Oh, it's like Norman Osborn struggling for perfection. And then he drinks the goblin serum. And now he's, you know, willing this to is, fall. He's essentially Lex Luthor at this point. I mean, he right. could have been, I mean, Brian Cranston could play Lex Luthor because yeah. that's exactly what he did. He basically said, I'm willing to sacrifice everything because I think I'm, saving everything right i and, and, and he loved power that was the big thrust of it he absolutely yeah. you know you know do you know who i am yeah, yeah know, exactly i build empires that was one line i heard yeah oh he my goodness and then you think like you know and then and then there's certain just everyone around him you know the fact that they survive like a lot of people survived this experience right. was amazing so yeah uh, Walter White, you are a villain, my friend. It is wild. Okay, well, my choice uh, for TVs and movies in genre, I guess I extended a little bit. I considered action-adventure a genre. So it wasn't like sci-fi, comics, whatever it is. I, I extended it to... Something- you know what's funny? I was talking to Chris about that. She goes, yeah. well, isn't action a genre? I'm like, kind of, but I mean, if, yeah, if there's I, like no, like, like if there's like no superpowers or fantasy but, or things like that, I kind of like, that's not really, I mean, you know, because then I, it's like, well, is commando a, you know, is I, he a superhero? I would, you know, I would so. go so far that the lengths that this main character is able to go to seems to infer okay. that he has some kind of superpowers because he, in fact, dies hard i'm talking about hans gruber that's right okay i thought he you know what he was a great villain through and through uh he wasn't uh he he came on uh with the thought of oh he's a political idealist and this and that when in fact he orchestrated a very high tech for the time um you know well orchestrated raid to steal some german bearer bonds um and was thwarted by an off-duty cop uh in his bare feet uh running around a building who killed 12 terrorists um but he's just he was just he was and at the very end of it he was you know his hostage was the wife um and uh it, it, he was it was death by roll roll i was gonna say death by rolex death by rolex which was his wife's watch remember he really and he was Ur. you know the famous saying it's not the holiday season until i see hans gruber falling off the nakatomi plaza mm-hmm. uh but yeah no i thought i thought he was a great uh villain very single-minded very cold-blooded um so yeah he's my guy yeah, 
I'll give you a, I'll give you a pass on the genre. Charlie. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was uh, it, it was a gray area. But anyway, sounds that's, like that's, that's really that's that's impressive for you because I think of like all of the MCU sh- movies, right, but again, you know, Star Wars and yeah, all those things. I think of like you know, yeah. seems all super generic. I wanted Indiana to Jones. Something, yeah, yeah. You, you could have picked you know Belloc or uh, you know Walter Donovan from the last the Grail Alien movie. from Independence Day. Yeah, just the one. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Thump. Um, but it sounds like you potentially went a little bit more traditional. So hit us with it. I did. I did. Um, and once again, I picked I picked my my area and then I'm like, OK, who is it, though? Who's the worst? And it's like there's so many bad people in here. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And then I'm like, you know what? Last minute. Joffrey Baratheon. Ooh, oh, my God. So bad. No redeeming I mean, characteristics. Sadist murderer. No. Uh, rapist yeah exactly oh horrible. yeah i mean i mean and, and the fact that the only thing that made me almost pause is the fact that he was only around for a short period of time because he met his comeuppance yeah. and um but still his what he set forth i right. mean destroyed legacies it put you know brothers against brothers kingdoms against kingdoms right. delayed you know defense against the white walkers i mean everything he did because my runner-up charlie was going to be ramsey bolton and you know ramsey bolton from oh. the man who cut off the twinkie the, the of, of yes exactly now how oh. horrible he was what? and the dogs and everything such a, but such i'm a like heinous crime yeah oh my but god i'm like thinking like everybody hated joffrey and everybody wanted him to see him gone and just right all of the things that he stood for and the, the right. fact that he was a uh, part of that unholy, you know, union between, uh, you know, Cersei and, and Jamie and, Oh, the fact that, you know, yuck, you know, so just with that, I'm like, God almighty, what a good villain. And right. from a new genre, a new show. And I mean, I mean, from the last, I mean, his first appearance was 2011. So, I mean, we're talking only 12 years ago. I mean, uh, that, that he appeared and, and got in everybody's every week. It's like, what's going to happen? Is he going to die? What's he get? So he can do something right. horrible. Right. Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're moving out of live action. Uh, we're getting. Okay. In, so wait, yeah. uh, wait, wait, wait. Did we, I, I don't want to go back to miss uh, Schloss. He well, said I, I, I thought, uh, for I, his, I thought he just had the one. No, was, he said, oh, okay. um, but he gave us a few others. So I'll, oh, okay. I'll give him the second. All right. His second. And he's giving Freddy Krueger. That showed up on one of my lists as well. I thought, you know, yeah. Fre- Freddy Krueger is pretty dyed in the wool without a doubt. All yep. right. Uh, he also could Palpatine. But I mean, could you put Palpatine as a comic book character since he's also in Star Wars I mean, comics? You can, but it's just that's not how I would think about him. Okay. Does, does it okay. You wouldn't, but that's okay. So that's the two he gave us. So basically, Freddy Krueger, Palpatine. So there you oh, go. To end it out. Okay, gotcha. All right. So comic- well, he has one more for the co- for the for the cartoons. Oh, gotcha. So. Well, see, the Palpatine is in cartoons as well. Yeah. So he's, he's yeah. very most passive. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Comics. I tried to think of um, something awful, you know, and, and I was I was thinking about Spider-Man because I kind of kind of got Spider-Man on the brain and looking at my villain shelf right now. I see a lot of different Spider-Man villains. But then I thought, you know, a lot of his villains are like, oh, you know, Electro, I defeated him with a puddle or, you know, Sandman, I defeated him with a puddle yeah. or Hydro Man, I defeated him with sand, you know, or, you know, it's like the, these easy fixes. But for me, the most maniacal, the most dangerous comic book version in particular of a Spider-Man villain is Carnage. Serial, oh, okay. serial killer Cletus Cassidy uh, joined uh, the pantheon of Spider-Man's villains in 1993 uh, with Maximum Carnage. Uh, the Carnage symbiote is a uh, 
offspring of the venom symbiote and the the way that uh symbiote races and they're called the they have they're called the Karn or something like that. They, they're an alien race. They reproduce asexually, and the um, uh, the parent and the child are not have no blood relation. They just spit it out, and you have an offspring. So there was no like, like uh, was, yeah, it's yeah. like what budding, budding, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. So there, it's not like there was any like, oh, Carnage, you're my son from Venom. Like they didn't embrace that, but that whole uh, Maximum Carnage, which was a maxi series or a big crossover that went from amazing spider-man and across the other two spider-man titles of that time the spectacular spider-man and web of spider-man and also branched out to pull in other characters like captain america was in it and, and some other villains and heroes um some of it was kind of hokey uh david uh, michelini who i think was the writer at the time some of the dialogue was a bit hokum um because spider-man also had and it's funny i also have a figure of uh uh, the the uh, the doppelganger demon spider-man which came from inferno it was a leftover and then i think a shriek or shrike was his girlfriend or something and they were just they were just going through the streets of manhattan just slaughtering killing wholesale blood i mean as much violence as you know you could you could really feature in a comic at that time in a mainstream comic um but yeah has continued to simply be a very irredeemable character um portrayed not excitingly by Woody Harrelson in one of the terrible Venom movies. That was Cletus, the slack jaw yokel, Charlie. Exactly. Of comics. Well, and he really was because he was a he was kind of yeah. a red haired, wiry ding dong. But yeah, Inbred a little bit. Very, very evil character. Uh, yeah, I, I I cannot think of a of a comic book villain that is uh, more villainous than Carnage. Yeah, he's essentially the the Joker, except without the intelligence, right, of the Joker right. and the, exactly. the ingenuity. But he's right. like, you know, depraved and he's a serial exactly. killer. Yeah. Exactly correct. You got it. All right. What okay. about you? Uh, so um, I went with Lex Luthor um, and it really peels back the fact that this is someone who has the intellect to do so much good. Yeah. And the fact is he just chooses not because his ego gets in the way because there's someone that will always be better than him, and that is Superman. Right. And because of that, rather than put all of his resources, his ingenuity to, like, cure cancer, things, he's like, he would rather just take down Superman no matter what because he feels like, even if Superman it truly is a threat, I think most people don't think he is, but he's so yeah. focused on, like, I don't know if it's attention, uh, standing the shadow of someone that is an alien where he feels like, well, he's – got the benefit of having yeah. those inherited powers versus myself yeah. where he feels like almost inferiority complex where he even becoming president where he could do things essentially just became president. So he ultimately could outlaw Superman. I mean, talk about that. I mean, it's, it's, hey, hey, it's, it's, it's Trump. I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm not sure right. who Superman is Obama. I don't know in his well, lens. I mean, that's, how he yeah, felt. that's yeah. the, that's the famous take on it is that's why Trump yeah. threw the presidency is because Obama pretty much told him he couldn't or, or whatever it is, whatever, what, exactly. what, whatever that yeah. slice is. But anyway, that, that, that's a great one. Plus he, um, Okay, I thought I forgot what I was going to say, but yeah, no, that no, that that's an, I mean, it's a, that's a. And he keeps going back. He oh, never I gets know, put I, in the slammer for long, and you know, he, people, uh, they elected him damn president, even I despite know. all the bad stuff he did. <laughs> just, just like Trump. Um, yeah. But uh, it reminds me of the famous line uh, from Skeletor, which would be another great cartoon one, but it's not what I picked. Um, is that you know I don't you know I don't like good. I like to do evil. You know, where he could do good, but he's obsessed with He-Man. Oh, Charlie, we could have picked Dr. Evil as our villain. We didn't. 
I just watched that movie because it yes. came across my radar a week or so ago, and I, it's it's asinine. But but still, again, we just we, it, absolutely. It's for, like airplane. For, it's like for, one of those yeah, movies. Yeah, for, for our generation, it will always be. You know, you, you can't you can't beat the classic. So anyway, okay. Uh, what did what did Mister Slashwitter have for his last one? Or did we get all the four? Uh, yes. Yeah, so the last one is cartoon. So he picked Megatron, which you know what Megatron is a good pick because he's kind of a madman, does everything for power. He's kind of one note. Um, over the years, they have tried to build up his character like he's actually trying to be, um, he's like the Malcolm X of the, the, the Transformers. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like all violence and Wait, crime. Is like, you know, oh, yeah. God, no, that was, I'm sorry, that's Dr. Yeah. Martin. Was okay, so in a lot of ways, yes. So I get it. He's kind of... Um, He's been made more – his layers of depth have been added over the year. But in the original, uh, you know, you know, cartoon, he is just like the bad guy. He's got a great voice. He turns into a gun. I mean, what else could you ask for? Right. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Okay. Moving on uh, to cartoons. So let's finish it out. I'm going to go with – and I did – instead of picking something easy like, oh, Magneto from the X-Men or, you know – gargamel from the smurfs you know like i decided to go with as a deep cut gi joe the movie 1987 golobulus the, <laughs> the leader of cobra law voiced by burgess meredith i know i was inspired i don't need because i was looking through a list and i'm thinking maybe i saw cobra commander and i'm like all right who's behind cobra commander in the comics Cobra La is this, uh, it's this underground kingdom under a polar ice cap. Uh, they, they've, you know, been on earth since, uh, the, uh, you know, they've been under, under an ice cap since the ice age, but it was a whole society that developed. So wait, this was a thing before the cart, the, the movie. Yeah, absolutely. You, you've oh, seen the, really? you've seen the movie, haven't you? Oh, I have. Well, I have seen the movie. I'm like, I just thought they, these, the writers made it out, you know, before uh, I didn't oh, know like Larry no. Hamma actually, no, no, Larry no, no, Hamma no, 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 you're saying okay. it, it doesn't have to do with the comic. This is the cartoon I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Because I'm, like, I'm like, did, no, had no, this no. ever been discussed? Nope. Like, did Larry no. Hama say, "Yep, Cobra Law's a thing"? No. Here it is. Absol no, okay. Absolutely not. I don't even know if he wrote the file cards. But Galobulus was he was uh, he was half man, uh, the top half, half spore pod. The half was basically was the snake's tail. Uh, he had like a weird like he looked like he looked you know what he looked like something on Mad Max. He had a big old like cover piece over one eye and a lizard eye or whatever and that's how he was ultimately defeated is uh lieutenant falcon who was voiced by don johnson eventually defeated him by uh stabbing him through the eye a la die hard too but anyway he ran the society and he decided that one of his scientists who ultimately became cobra commander was to go out in the world and raise an army but cobra commander was deemed as a failure when you know they caught up with them again and uh, he was banished. Uh, he was uh, poisoned and exiled. And then Galabius launched his master plan with the, the, the broadcast energy transmitter, the BET, to, that could grow his space spores in space. And they would pop and transform the Earth's uh, population into basically Cobra La lizard people. So plan for world domination far beyond anything that Cobra was able, ever able to pull off. But the new crop of Joes, also led by Sergeant Slaughter, uh, and Don Johnson managed to go in there and uh, and defeat him. So anyway, big villain, ridiculous, very cartoon, um, but had a a legit plan 
to um, to overthrow the world uh, by transforming the population into uh, uh, lizard folk, which isn't that uh, that's how it's going to end for all of us anyway. I think you know the robot lizards roaming the landscape will be because of Cobra Law. There, I said it. Okay. Okay. Whew, Charlie, I got a tough, I know. got a tough call here. This one was hard. Cartoons are great. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and then you think about like they can just be like over the top because it's a cartoon. So I was thinking about this, but I mean, I'm just you know what? I'm going to go deep into one of our shared favorites. Deeper the than, Simpsons. Deeper than Galibius. Oh, okay. and that is the Simpsons. So I picked two, and I'm like, I had to whittle them down. Sideshow Bob versus mm. Mr. Burns. Um, mm. And I thought about that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going Sideshow Bob because Sideshow Bob, his whole identity is a villain. Mr. Burns has had like different things, but it's like that's his whole existence to get revenge on Bart. We've seen that through the years and it's so wonderful. He's so classy and he just has all of these, uh, you know, features of a classic villain that we love. And he's so sophisticated always, you know, I mean, just so many classic bits with Mr. Burns. I feel like he's, he just you can't take him serious. But I mean, Taicho Bob, I mean, he wants to kill Bart. It's like he hasn't even veiled his his is is is, you know, thoughts of what he wants to do. So right. I go with Saicho Bob. I mean, and maybe that's a little light, but I mean, that's I mean, th- there's so many others that are great. But I mean, I think about, you know, what he's like, um, his 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 impact on The Simpsons and, you know, just, you know, Cape Cape uh, the Cape Fear episode oh, um, right. was so iconic, right? So good with yeah. the uh, the, um, the the full score of the HMS Pinafore. Never ever sick at sea. Yeah, and if it wasn't that, it was going to be Skeletor because you know what? A, a, a skull headed man who you know tells people calls people boobs. I mean, he, that's pretty much your iconic villain. <laughs> he's launched a thousand of the most disgusting memes you will ever see if you follow the uh, Facebook page. Don't, uh, Evil don't Skeletor. Kids. Don't do it. Unemployed. Do it. An unemployed Skeletor is great, too, though. If you see him, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this was a good segment. I, like I said, I swear up and down that we did this before, um, but clearly we had not. But it's a good variation, you know, picking out kind of the best of the best, and in which case this was the best of the worst. But uh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. And again, thank you to our great Patreons. Uh, we love you guys, uh, you know, giving us uh, the uh, the will to carry on, do some new content. And do remember uh, that as of uh, the beginning of June, you are going to be able to trial our material for one week for free. Uh, we would love to have you tune in check us out and if it's something that you like stick around there are different levels by which that you can sign up but visit patreon.com slash secret friends unite get all those details if you have additional questions you can hit us up by doing what todd where do people find you out there um, you know, at Deoxtra, that's the quickest way. It's just my, you know, personal interest in the world of video games, uh, comic books, etc., cetera, uh, the NFL and uh, sports. Um, but at Secret Friends U, you can DM me at Deoxtra or DM us at, at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Uh, even if you want to email us, uh, secretfriendsunite.com or at gmail.com. It's you can little, do that if you want. That's, uh, a little, that's a little retro, but it's still a great way to reach us because we all read it. Exactly. So, absolutely correct. Yeah. Well, you can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Uh, go ahead and spell it out. Uh, my lovely wife, April, and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is one of the largest chapters of the International Star Trek Fan Club in the world. We're based here in West Michigan, um, and I run Region 13, which is Michigan and Western Canada. If you're a trekker, out there listening to the sound of my voice want to learn a little bit more about meeting other trekkers in your neighborhood 
Hot singles in your area, not the same thing. Trekkers in your neighborhood. Um, go ahead and drop me uh, a line um, at any of the social handles that correspond or at our website of the same name. We would love to hear from you. All right. And with that, one more time, friends, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Rakes, my arch enemy. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.